Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast, sponsored by ODG Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob. Glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in between. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast, where this month we're tackling topics and or questions that you sent in uh, that you were interested in. And the cool thing about what we're doing here is that um, we've each picked a couple questions and we haven't let the other one know what those questions are uh, or at the top, whatever the, the thing that was sent in was. So <laughs> we're uh, one, neither one of us are prepared, but even in another sense, the other one has no idea what's going on at all. <laughs> so um, uh, we covered, the first thing we covered was um, uh, at the beginning of this month was uh, does the thing, do the things that you watch and listen to affect you? That was something that somebody sent in, which I thought was really, that was very helpful. Uh, then we covered uh, progressive Christianity or cultural Christianity versus biblical Christianity, which in my opinion, I don't know if it's a must-list episode, but it's definitely something you need to look into as far as even if you don't listen to us, please look into that. But hey, to plug the podcast, you should go listen to that episode. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's unparalleled. <laughs> it's so much research. <laughs> so, so um, and then last week, uh, Pastor Rob here did an excellent job on divorce and what that looks like and the sermon he preached. And um, there should be some uh, links in the description or show notes for that that are like further for you to look into because obviously divorce is a pretty big topic. And then there's today. And I was very, ah, gosh, I was torn between a couple of them, but I think that this will be an interesting conversation. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, but there was a question sent in. I want to make sure I read it correctly because, you know, I don't want to get it wrong. Oh, uh, I just had, oh, here we go. <clears throat> so <laughs> I'm so nervous to even talk about this. Um, evangelicals and their relationship with Trump. <laughs> so we're going <laughs> to. Apparently, it's just me on today's episode as Rob has left his office. Um, in <laughs> what? I just needed more coffee, dude. Is that what it was? Uh, so we'll, we'll broaden this out a little bit, but that's going to be our jumping off point. Uh, the broader topic, I think, um, would be uh evangelicals and their connection to politics and policy would be another way to say that because some of you when the name trump was said were a little triggered or you just like brace down concrete yourself to the floor like those are the two things i've never met anyone that's just like i'm kind of middle road about the man you're either like you hate him or you i don't know if i've met anyone in the middle um but anyway how about you, just you start bit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Woo. <laughs> Stop. All right. So I'm sorry. Those are those are broad generalizations that I feel are true. Let's put it that way. But so Rob, um, evangelicals and the relationship to politics, Trump specifically, as it currently sits. Okay. So <laughs> I was looking at this going, oh, this will be an interesting episode. Dude. Not not for us, just for 
the the comments that it'll bring i think are going to be just fantastic those will be better comedy than anything probably. yeah you're probably right i so i'm going to vote for donald j trump you can use his middle initial i'm not afraid to say that would i allow him to be a member of our church no with a capital n o sorry my screen was shaking from laughing okay. i there are many things about his life, at least the life that we see publicly, and specifically his tweeting life. <laughs> That's that, a whole different animal. That I, I think um, are at best bad theological Christianity, and at worst... I don't think you could define Christian Christianity. Mm -hmm. um, so I, do I think Donald Trump is a Christian? I mean, I don't know. I don't think that you can say that one way or another. About um, anyone, yeah. Right. There, there, there are people who are in like a dead sprint Olympic run from God, right? Who are Christians and they're just in this season of rebellion and like, I don't like, I've been there. Um, there are times in my life that uh, you would very much, if you met me during those times, go, this dude is not a Christian, right? Um, so I don't think that you can say he's not a Christian. I do think you can say uh, that he certainly doesn't act like one um, in many cases. Now, aside from all of that, um, I think that there are a lot of uh, Christian people who blindly follow politicians who agree or disagree with some of their views. Um, I happen to think that abortion is by far the most important issue politically, ethically, um, and spiritually spiritual uh, i think it's by far the most the the most plain indicator and symptom of where we're at spiritually mm -hmm. um and because trump is uh does pro-life things that's who i'll vote for i think economically he's smart and has done a lot of good things um do i think that personally sexually uh i mean in a lot of ways i think that he's a terrible person to, like i wouldn't i wouldn't yeah. recommend that anyone emulate him mm -hmm. in their personal life um politics is a hairy subject i mean it just is mm -hmm. uh somewhat because this is america um and uh, i uh, michael knows i um i'm a marine uh, and spent four years in the Marine Corps. I went to Afghanistan. I fought for our nation. Um, but I draw, there's a distinction between patriotism and worshiping America. And I think that one of the major problems within the church is that we worship America. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is a, a major, major problem. Um, in the church, we forget that we're not of this world. We forget that we actually belong firstly to another kingdom 
um, with King Jesus at the on the throne of that uh, kingdom that we serve him. He is our Lord. And uh, therefore, everything that we do comes from that kingdom and, and who we are in Christ rather than I'm an American. We talked about this when we talked about the racial stuff last mm, month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit that there's this this really bad idea out there floating around this way of life that people have that I'm an American and then I'm a Christian uh, or I'm a Christian American or rather than I'm in Christ. That's my whole identity. I happen to live in America and I will fight for the cause of Christ. But I'm a Christian. Right. Um, and I think to associate with. Um, so I'll vote for Donald Trump, but I'm not a Trump follower. You know what I mean? I think like, that's an important distinction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, um, I like some of the most important things about what I believe are wrong with our nation. He is uh, creating, or at least stands for policies that are in agreement with what I think. Right. Um, is he perfect? Don't even pretend right um is joe biden perfect don't even pretend right he he probably wouldn't understand what we're saying right now but i i i think that i mean it's okay to and and even i think that we should be involved as involved as we Mm -hmm. uh, can be uh in politics but from the kingdom of god standpoint not from any kind of I, everything Trump does is golden. He's my guy. I think there are too many Christians that think like that. Mm-hmm. And I think to tack onto that, I think that happened. I don't know if you remember, um, you probably do, but I know when we were growing up, there was, um, it might've started before uh, the original George Bush senior, but I know that there was a thing growing up. I heard about all the time, the moral majority. Like I heard that constantly. And I think if I remember right, Jerry Far, Far, Farwell, Farwell. Yeah. yeah. He's the one that made it. And it was basically this huge evangelical movement to back political candidates that stood for the same thing. And the whole idea was that the church has large voting numbers and we can get people elected because of how large we are. And this is like what we stand for. And that was the first time I, if I think back, that was the first time I remember that the church specifically aligning itself with a political party in which it was like, Hey, this is who we're for. This is who we are. And there seemed to be a pretty, and you can see the fallout from that now. I mean, if you talk to people, there's some people that are like, you're not Christian unless you're Republican. I mean, that's just the thing. And you can see those kind of the fallout from that whole thing still now. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's the first time I remember it. So I think, I'm sure it was there beforehand. I'm sure it's been there before that. But that's the first thing in my recent memory that I can think that the church like deliberately attached itself to a little political party. Um, And what I see with the Trump situation is the same thing kind of again. There's no, there's nobody backing it. Nobody's got a name for it. But you... If you run into somebody that um, that loves Trump, you're gonna know they love Trump. Okay. Um, Flag. Yeah. 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 Um, And here's the thing. I mean, I think we line up really well in the sense that it's one thing to agree with somebody's stances on on items. It's an entirely different thing to 
die on the hill of that person to where it's, you know, no matter what, like you said, no matter what they say or do, then it's, you know, that's gold. That's the, that's gospel. That's, that's what we're going to do. And I think, and I'd love to pick your brain on this. I think the reason that that's so prominent right now is that because of how culture has shifted and the things that are in culture now uh, that we've touched on before, such as LBGT, um, LGBTQ, um, some uh, second amendment stuff, uh, abortion, things like that, because in general, those are so prevalent on one side of the political aisle that Christians are, they're like, I just need somebody that's, that's going to fight it. And whoever that person is, I'm going to latch on to that person. And because Donald Trump appears to be that person, and in many regards, as far as legislation and things he's backed, he is that person. Mm -hmm. uh, they have not only grabbed on to him, they've just like, we're not letting go of you. Like yeah. um, it's, it's uh, that is their idol in a sense that because they're the church is looking so hard for somebody that will it, even the slightest way line up with the Bible that the first person that stands up and says, yeah, I'll do that. Like, okay, well that we're do or die for you then because you're the, you're the guy. And um, I think that's why he has so much, I don't know if power, um, so much backing within the church yeah. is because he's that guy that'll say, yeah, I'll do this. So now the church, too busy, concerned with, you know, should we do this or could we do this? We just did it because we're like, okay, well, let's not think through it very far. He's, so now it's, you know, if so, for example, there's some people I know that if he was like, hey, I want to go for a third term. They're like, let's change the Constitution because it's just like because they're that's their guy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'd like to pick your brain on that, because I think that that's part of the reason the church is so you know, behind him. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think that they're I, the reason that I that I always go uh, go back to that American Christianity thing mm -hmm. um, is because I think that there's an aspect of our Christianity that like that is so ingrained in us that we don't even think clearly. Like those are the actual lenses that we look and interpret everything through. That's a good point. Rather than simply looking at everything through the, the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that that plays into what you're talking about a lot um, with, with Donald Trump, um, I, I think an important thing for uh, both sides of the aisle to hear and drink in, even though if this isn't you, then I'm simply talking to a wall right now because it's not going to convince anyone. But I think something that's really important is to understand that I may vote for this person or that person and not agree with it doesn't mean that I agree with everything that they stand for and have mm -hmm. done in their entire life and history of existence. Right. Yeah. It, it's not what that means. It simply means that the things that I foresee them doing or accomplishing or fighting for line up with my biblical ethics and the, the way that um, with my own biblical agenda, if mm -hmm. for lack of a better way to put it, I think that uh, it, that's an important distinction because now um, 
no matter what side you're on, or if you're a Christian or anti-Christian, um, this idea that uh, I'm, I agree with AOC on this thing means that I agree with everything she does and I approve of her entire life and her entire existence. Man, and that's just not, that's not how, that's not how any of you think in real yeah. life, you know? And um, it might be how we function just at some level, uh, but it's, it, there's nobody that would agree with. So let me say it this way. If um, from the standpoint that you're talking about with evangelicals, Christians who are just blindly following Trump, right? Um, Trump, let's just say Trump puts out legislation or an executive order or whatever, the dictatorship stuff that we're seeing now in the presidency for the past couple of folks. But um, this, the, let's just say he puts out something and advocates for the straight up abolition of uh, abortion, right? Uh, like it's illegal unless mama is laying there dying in the moment of birth and they have to save her, it's illegal, right? Let's just say that. Um, and then the next week, he uh, signs another executive order um, forcing all pastors and Christian churches to, without question, marry gay or, and or lesbian couples. I don't think any Christian who is legitimately biblically minded is going to say, well, Trump's the guy. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be a part of you that goes, no, 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 wait, that's stupid. Like that's wrong. You can't say that. So I don't think even though the majority follows someone blindly, I actually don't think that you think that way and function that way mm -hmm. because that it, it just happens because uh, many of the things that Christians care most deeply about um, in this point in history, the Republican side of the aisle happens to agree and fight for the big things that we want and that we value mm -hmm. abortion, uh, marriage. Um, and, uh, but I think that there, there are some things, honestly, um, that, the Republican side of the aisle does terribly. Um, I think that there tends to be such a focus on, um, so much a focus on if you don't work, you don't eat, right? That kind of mm -hmm. mentality. That, that sometimes we don't care for the poor. Sometimes we don't care for the widow, the down and out. We don't have the same mentality of caring for those who can't care for themselves because we just assume that if you're homeless, it's because you're an idiot and you mm -hmm. quit your job or you're lazy and you don't look rather than understanding, like maybe this person is a, you know, disabled vet or someone that's mentally handicapped, which is a large portion of population are those two things or a mixture of those two things. And so um, the, there's, there are things that, that we don't do if you're a Republican side of that aisle that are like biblical mandates right like that we care for the poor so to jump straight to the conclusion even this racial issue right 
to jump straight to the conclusion that I'm a racist because I'm white, I have a beard, and I'm from America, and I'm a dude, you're wrong. I, I mean, I don't care what you think, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but to automatically, for the other side of that, to automatically to see some of these videos online and then go, well, um, clearly those people are crazy and racism doesn't exist. You're wrong, <laughs> right? Like there, like we've we've um, we've got to start having conversations, you know. Um, and this is something that is in in the Christian world too much. The Christians look way too much like the world in that way. Like we've got to start shutting up. As far as being divisive, right? Yeah, and and um, understanding that that honestly you shouldn't identify as Republican or Democrat. <laughs> you should identify as a Christian, a follower of Christ, a disciple of Christ. And whoever ends up looking the most like Jesus, uh, that's who you vote for at, mm -hmm. at that moment. And you know what, 200 years from now, assuming that America is still a thing, which could be kind of a big assumption, frankly, yeah. um, maybe the democratic party is going to look a lot more like Christian values and the Republican party is not at that point. Most Christians should vote democratically, mm -hmm. but it, it's just, it's, we, we've got to stop like being on a team other than other than team Jesus. <laughs> right. Right. Like your identity is in Christ, not mm -hmm. in Donald Trump or anybody else. So here, let me pick your brain on this. I'll, I'll preface this and then you can answer, but I got a long preface before we get to it. So you got to meant to think hey. about it. So the question is, should, cause I get this quite a bit. Uh, well, not quite a bit more often than I th think would happen. The people ask, Hey, do you, should a pastor uh, from the pulpit uh, back or endorse a certain, maybe not candidate, but a certain side? And here, here's my answer. And I think I'll plug a pod, another podcast here before I have you answer. But um, my answer has always been no. Like if I get up and my pastor is, is, is definitely promoting a candidate, I have a huge issue with it. If he's promoting a party, I have an issue with it as well. I think, I mean, obviously we've talked about this before. A pastor's job in preaching is to proclaim the word of God and the statutes of God. So obviously, like you said, with as far as voting for a party, maybe a party looks a little bit more biblical than another party, but that's as far as it should go in the sense that, look, a pastor's job is to get up and proclaim the word of God and the statutes. And sometimes, yeah, those things are going to, to look a little bit more like a certain party than another. But when you start getting up there and dictating um, hey, you should probably go this way or this is, you know, you're not a Christian unless you vote this way or for this person. Um, I personally think that's an issue. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be involved in politics, right? That doesn't mean Christians shouldn't be in the political world doing things in that spectrum for the glory of God. Uh, but that does mean that I think there's certain things that we say, look, this is our job as pastors endorsing in my opinion is not one of those jobs now a good podcast if you guys are listening um i think does a really good job of ba balancing uh uh government stuff politics with christianity is a uh, podcast called cross politics um you're not going to agree with all the stuff the guys say if you go listen to it but it's a good it's a good platform i think where they balance those things really well so with that question what do you think
This is weird for you because you're a pastor. Yeah. Um, uh, my gut reaction answer to that is by definition, no. But like you said, as politic as current political things are uh, next in what I'm preaching or the book that I'm in or whatever, mm-hmm. then it's probably going to come out at some level. But uh, because our church people, at least this is my context, mm-hmm. because our church people tend to be so political on one or the other side, mm-hmm. I tend to equally punch them in the face on both sides on purpose. Um, so if, if you listen to my preaching, um, a lot there there always is this flavor of um i always go back to facebook a lot and how people act on social media um and uh i i just last week um did what happened to be in the love your enemies text mm-hmm. and so one of the references i made because i feel like it's very relevant when you're going to talk about application um enemies could be family could be uh, someone you used to have be friends with could be whatever, right? A lot of different mm-hmm. people. Um, I use some of that language, but I also went to some of you, your enemy is Donald Trump. And some of you, your enemy is Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. right? Or, or Chuck Schumer, or whoever you want to talk about in that realm of things. And um, I, uh, one of the things that I talked about in that sermon was whether it's Trump or Pelosi or whoever you want to throw in there, if they came to town doing some campaign stuff, would you invite them to your house and ask to get to know them and ask questions about them and have conversations uh, for the purpose of, of displaying and um, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in, the, in their life? If, they, if Nancy Pelosi died today, like, would you be nothing but, well, good riddance or... Would there be some, like, man, I wish that I knew that she knew Jesus, you know? Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is another one like that. Like, I think there are a lot of Christian people who would just be like, well, good, you know, finally, we we get a chance to put a conservative in, you know, um, instead of- You know, it's sad, but you're right. There are people that would probably process it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, And I think- like we i from the pulpit i've been um once uh ridiculed for not being for not addressing a political thing uh that happened to be going on and um my answer to that is that's not my job first um there is a time for addressing topical something that major is going on. There's a time for that. And most of the time, in fact, I can't think of a moment when my addressing something like that won't be both of you are wrong. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, (laughs) right? Like that there aren't sides to this thing. If you're for killing babies, you're wrong. If you're for forgetting the homeless and the people who are um, destitute and and 
are jobless right now because because you just assume that they're stupid and, and lazy and whatever, you're wrong, right? I mean, there's, I'm hard on both sides of that. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would never endorse a person by name um, from the pulpit and wouldn't endorse Republican or Democrat from the pulpit. I try to make sure that anything that is addressed is very much through exegesis of the text. Mm -hmm. And if some sort of political thing comes out um, that, uh, and I'm in Matthew, we'll eventually get to some things that address um, gender and um, uh, LGBTQ stuff. We'll eventually get there. And I think that when that time comes, I'm going to say what's biblical. I'm going to stand on it, but I'm going to address it um, while at the same time, I'm positive that part of that sermon will also be, now listen, if, if you're on the other side of this thing, you also have to understand that there's grace and the gospel is there and there's nobody that's past it. There's nobody that can't be reached. So if you're being all judgy right now, shut up and preach the gospel, right? Like that's going to be part of that sermon Mm -hmm. because I know there are people on both sides and there are people on both sides that are wrong. So I don't know. No, no, I think that's good. That's a good approach in the sense that like what you just said, it's not that um, because there are times where Jesus comes up against political things. I mean, for example, the thing that comes to mind automatically for me is give to Caesar what is Caesar sort of situation. So uh, there's things that he addresses but it's always addressing it for the fact of pointing back to the kingdom and what kingdom thinking looks like. Right. So I think that again, what you, so for example, to use your own example that you used, uh, the idea that knowing that there's a mixed idea in the crowd about certain situations. And instead of saying, I'm going to hold this idea up higher, I'm, I love your example. I'm going to punch you equally in the face. Like, because the truth is scripture does. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the the truth is that it's not that one is right uh, fully or one is wrong fully on the other side. It's that, like you said, I love what you said there about at the end when you were talking about when you get to the gender stuff where you're going to say, look, because it is easy for us, especially if you're Democrat or Republican or if you're on one side of the gender issue or the other, it's really easy to forget. And I think it was played out really well in your uh, Ginsburg example that these are people we're dealing with here. These are not ideas. These are people. Um, And the idea is that when we uh, get so involved in something, you're very likely to forget the people side of it and that that the same grace that saved you can save them as well. So like you said, there are people that would be like if Nancy Pelosi died, they'd love it. It'd be the best day of their lives. Um, but at the same respect, those people might claim the name of Christ and need a little bit of a Holy Spirit gut check to say, Hey, that's a soul too. That's a person as well. Yeah. Um, and I think, so when we look at the question of, you know, uh, I want to get it, I'm going to look at it real quick so I get it right. But evangelicals and their relationship with Trump, I think that's something that the church uh, needs to remember because there's some, and we've talked about the progressive church, for example, the progressive church. I, well, actually, when we pulled up that one side of the progressive church, there were the evils of Donald Trump. So the idea here is that even the church, like, so if you have 
I would say in broad general strokes, the progressive church thinks Donald Trump is the evilest person in the world. Whereas uh, the church that might be more conservative would be like, he's the best thing since sliced bread. And I think both of them, like you said, need to be punched and be like, you know, with the Holy Spirit saying, look, you're focusing far too much on a person or the wrong person rather than you are on the main thing, which is like you said at the beginning, you're a Christian before you are anything. So remember that. Um, So I think we do need gut checked a lot of the time to remember that first of all, people are people um, and they need grace as well. Um, a, a great example, it's a little off track, but a great example of this is that I posted one time uh, a meme of, uh, one was, uh, uh, it was a meme of, I've made a couple of versions of it, but it's 12 people. It's each 12 months of the year. And the idea of the meme is whatever month you were born, you have to listen to this pastor for a whole year. And it's a variety of pastors. It's charismatics, it's reformed. It's, and every so often people will be like, oh no, I suck. Can I please be born in a different month? Or they'll be super excited that they're born in whatever month they're born in. Yeah, right. And I got a uh, DM that was like, hey, you know, you're really, do you ever pray for these pastors that you disagree with? And I was like, oh, that is a good point. <laughs> and... Yeah. yeah. And there's actually, there's a highlight, uh, on my, on my page where we did after that happened, I was like, well, actually that happened. And then I started to on occasion on my prayer time to work, pray for, you know, these different pastors. And then I made another meme and somebody else brought up the point again. So I was like, let's just do it publicly where we're going to pray for all of these pastors that I mentioned in this meme, whether you agree with them or not, because there's people on my page that agree with certain pastors and they hate the other ones and, um, vice versa. So we just spent oh, seven days going through praying for, uh, just put a slide up. It says, today, I want you to pray for this person. Um, so um, I think that's an interesting exercise for us politically as well to say tomorrow, I'm going to deliberately and purposefully pray for, let's say, hey, if, it's Don- if you don't like Donald Trump, I'm going to purposely pray for Donald Trump. Not in, I hope he sees things my way, but a God, help me be a humble individual to, to see him the way you see him. Or, you know, Pelosi. Tomorrow I'm going to legitimately get up and play, pray for Pelosi and say, God, humble me. Help me see her how you see her. Um, yeah. You, 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 almost, um, you almost automatically, without trying at that point, mm-hmm. end up actually thinking more like you should Mm -hmm. just by even if it's involuntary even if you're coming at it from a i'm forcing myself to do this sort of thing man i I can't imagine praying for someone's salvation praying for their health praying that, that whatever right without ending up like not hoping they die that day you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's it's going to there's a reason that Jesus says, um, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you right after that. And, and the reason is pretty plain. It's because yeah. that, that will help you love your enemies. I mean, it just, it does. And mm-hmm. the, um, the people who you disagree with most, who you would say are enemies politically, you get up and pray for them and you'll, you'll think a lot more like a Christian 
that day, you know. That, well, that. And I think it'll show a lot of your bias too, to yeah. yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. automatically, you know, I think the first inclination is God help them see things the way I see them or God help them see things the way, you know, it, yeah. it, it's outlined in the word. Assuming that, even though you don't know them, that they don't already see that and you're the one that's in the wrong um, right. in some respects. So, no, very, very good. Um, any closing remarks here? You got a Trump flag you're going to wave or? <laughs> um, negative. Okay. Uh, I, um you know, I, I think, I think that the, the big takeaway for me in this kind of discussion is um, that we desperately need to be a people who are defined by the gospel and our relationship with Christ um, first. Mm -hmm. And I think if and when that happens for you or me or Christianity as a whole or whatever, if and when that happens, we will automatically begin thinking and working and, and doing things like disciples of Jesus are supposed to be doing things. It, it's when we begin to identify with Republicans or Democrats or Donald Trump or AOC or one side or the other, or just America, it's really when we begin to, to identify with that as Christianity or identify with that before Christianity that, that we begin to look more like an American or more like a Republican or more like any other person who may or may not know Christ at all. Um, we'll look more like them than we will look like a disciple and follower of Jesus. So, yeah. All right. I don't really have much to add to that other than this last thing, that it has been a long time since I had heard a Mark Driscoll sermon. And I actually listened to one this last Sunday. Um, it was on a Peter. One? Yeah, it was on, it was, uh, it was the one from June or uh, July. 15, I think it was very recent. It was on Peter. It was on, uh, he was talking about, um, gosh, now I'm stupid. Uh, I'm blanking on all of it, but he ended on saying that because uh, he was talking about not to be persuaded by the ways and the, of the world. Don't just go with the culture. Mm -hmm. And he said, people ask him all the time, who is he going to vote for? And he goes, look, there's, there's no perfect candidate. He goes, at the end of the day, I want to be known for being on team Jesus before I'm on team anything else. And I think out of the, you know, to wrap up the conversation, I think that wraps it up really nice is the sense that as Christians, uh, it shouldn't automatically be presumed that we're one party or the other uh, because we call ourselves Christian. Rather, it should be that we're Christians and we're identified with things outside of politics, though politics can be used to further, you know, some of the, the mandates that we see within scripture. So, yeah. So there's that um, because I do, I do see a lot of people, unfortunately, identifying their Christianity with their patriotism, which is yeah. wholly outside of anything we see in scripture yeah. and can be pretty dangerous. So, all right, guys. Well, hopefully if you made it this far, you're still subscribed. <laughs> you're still watching. If not, as Rob pretty said, loyal. Pretty huh? loyal. If you yeah. are loyal. <laughs> 
This is probably one of the first episodes you've listened to, as I'm sure the title has Trump in it, and that's why you're here. So thank you for listening this far. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next month. We still don't know what we're talking about yet, as always, but we will see you. And Rob, we're almost, I mean, we're over the half halfway point of a year on this podcast. Yeah, so that yeah we're basically amazing. veterans. <laughs> I mean, we'll just call it a decade. I mean, that's just rounding <laughs> up. <laughs> right, right uh, yeah we we know what we're doing keep yeah. just subscribe yeah 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 experts over here we'll talk to you later babble